Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. I'm Betty Guadagno. I'm here with Lorelai Drock today, and we're going to be talking about all being spiritual. This is the first episode of this podcast. This is so exciting. And I just want to thank the International Association for Near-Death Studies for believing in us and the, the mission of this project. And Lorelai has been working very close with me in the development of this podcast, along with so many others. And I'm so grateful to be able to have space today to share. And um, yeah, let me just introduce Lorelai real quick. So Lorelai is one of my dear friends, definitely a piece of my soul family. And she's a Reiki master. She has a healing ministry called Spirit Sight. She's a four-time near-death experiencer. She's got so many spiritual experiences to share about. And I'm really grateful to have you here with me today. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here today and watch this kind of baby being birthed. We've been working towards this for a while, and I'm so excited that to finally see it expand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, um, it's amazing to be in a place in my development where I'm able to watch something go from conception to maturity, not only in my own life, but you have some projects that you recently launched that we've been working on together. Do you want to maybe share a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Um, well, Betty and I have been working on a project called the Celebration of Consciousness. It's through the Spirit Insight Ministry Reach Out. And it is literally for people who are trying to connect with community to expand their spiritual and mystical experiences. We we, we uh, were downloaded with the name um, partly through a, a wonderful gentleman and teacher, uh, Rev Ned Sheldon, um, with the title, The Mystical More, because it, he's like, you guys are expansive intergalactic beings of light. And he's like, and you're bringing so much to the collective. And he's, he, he's a beautiful gentleman. And so the spirit um, inside Celebration Consciousness is a whole collaboration of, of many of us in the spiritual community trying to bring communities together in that understanding. And it's just so beautiful because the energy is so high. It's such it is a celebration. And um, I just thought that, you know, spirit had this, the whole thing is spirit had downloaded that this next year, there's going to be a lot of expansion. And this kind of leads into what we were going to talk about today of um, that expansion of awareness, because I was told that people will start to have remembrances that are going to feel very real to them. And these are very real lives. It um, the energy is bleeding over from other uh, timelines, if you will. Um, everybody uses a little bit different terminology. I use timelines, but it's kind of like the quantum entanglements. And so you're going to start to have awareness and abilities from these. That is part of the light energy coming into earth right now. So as people heal what I call their divine channel, you know, that connection to source, these things are going to expand. And um, part of the reason some of us are the way showers, I know Betty and I talk about this, is so that when people start having this awareness, um, there's people like us that can say, hey, you're not losing yourself. This is just part of who you are, this total what I call soul cloud, which is the modality I work with connecting, you know, people to um, their whole divine lineage, so to speak. And so, you know, it's just to have that awareness because, you know, the only thing that causes suffering or um, this thing that I'm losing my mind is, is your, in a, your, your understanding, keeping yourself in that kind of 
mind construct that like I am just this story. I'm just Lorelai and I I'm living XYZ with my husband and kids living in rural Missouri. You know, we're so attached to that that when these other things start feeding in, it it kind of can be um, a little bit disassociative. So um, part of the celebration of consciousness is, is to connect with these energies and start to expand and um, find a community that understands that expansion. Wow, that's so beautiful. I just want to let everybody know that Lorelai and I started talking before we pressed record. So we're already in the stream of consciousness, like the train has left the station, we're in it. And um, I mean, I love everything that you're talking about. I'm wondering if maybe it might be useful to expand on some stuff for people who might not be like so well versed with the terminology that we're using. Mm -hmm. so things like download and you said soul cloud. And I, I'm wondering if maybe you can expand on that a little bit more. Maybe tell us what a download is, what it feels like, how you receive them. Okay. Sounds good. Yes. <laughs> That's also going to be a thing people better get used to. <laughs> it's taken me a while to integrate that. And um, download to me is when you literally get these knowings and understanding, just like in a near-death experience where you kind of know how the universe flows, how different things work. Um, just these things that you shouldn't know from your linear storyline of, uh, your life experiences. And you're like, how do I know that? Where is that coming from? That what I call the divine GPS, where it's kind of guiding you and giving you this information. And you're like, am I going nuts? How do I know this? Mine started in 2019 with a connection to oneness, where I saw literally how earth was a thought form of divinity and it literally came into physical form. And uh, during that time, right before that and definitely after and since, you know, I was getting all this understanding. Um, I had communication with the being I call Yeshua. You know, you know, some say Jesus, but he told me specifically, Yeshua. <laughs> and, and, you know, all of these things that were contradictory to like my Catholic upbringing, you know, he's like, no, no, no. And, and not in a, in a witch would call away. It was in a very unconditional love. Like this is the teachings I did know. Now I've expanded since I'm on the other side, you know, kind of thing. And so he's like, this is the expansion that needs to happen. So anyway, that's what I call a download of when you just have this instant knowing, I think they call that clairsentience. Um, and sometimes it would be more channeled. Like I would literally speak it through and my husband's like, that wasn't you. Your voice changes, everything changes. It's kind of to refer it for people for an understanding. If you've ever had a beyond quantum hypnosis or a, a QHHT uh, where they take you into a hypnotic state and speak with your higher self, it's, it's kind of like that. It's more robotic, a little more fluid and very technical terms at times. Um, so... Both of those were ways that I, I got what I call downloads of information. I hope that explains um, that. And anybody can always reach out to me if they have further questions. And the other thing you wanted me to explain was the soul, oh, soul cloud. Different people explain it differently. From my understanding and the teachings and the modalities I was given, there, there's like source. And then there's these first incarnations, the first thought forms of source that come down that we would call like God, like in our creation of this earth, most people would say that's Jehovah. Okay. Um, just to give reference, just not that I'm biblical, but that's just how, you know, in other people's pantheon, it might be Odin, you know, it, they're all source. So that they're all literally spreads of source. So they all exist. Um, 
So, but in this one, it was Jehovah, then Yeshua, and then, you know, so, <clears throat> but in, in between there, there's all these personality conflicts that are literally created and off of these for the different timelines and the different um, quantum spaces, dimensions, however you want to refer to it, that they experience. So when we come into incarnation, I was shown that we are like the crystal point on a grid. We are the, the channel that all of this consciousness of our collective soul cloud of, of these various experiences and timelines and dimensions that these personality, com personality complexes were created in um, come forth into this. Like, so, you know, there's some people that believe for me, I, I feel it switches out. Some people say it's three or four personality complexes, I call them, because that's what uh, spirit gave me the term of, um, that create me. Okay. And the things and the purposes I wanted to do in this lifetime, that's what I come in with. But now what spirit is showing me is that it wants to connect the full collective, like, so that you are completely connected to your soul cloud, um, to be the multidimensional beings that we are meant to be. And my first near-death experience was at seven. And the reference that um, they gave me coming back was the story of the butterfly where the butterfly it starts as a caterpillar and when it, it it is ready to transform it forms this chrysalis in which it becomes this goop that it knows its dna sequence to reform it, it upgrades itself well that's kind of how i was shown we are so this is that um point where we are forming this chrysalis and connecting to all the DNA that we have within us, because we have a lot of uh, galactic, celestial, all this DNA that is not necessarily activated, or, you know, some people like to be with disconnected. So um, right now we are reforming this and this connection to come out these more um, full-bodied, light-bodied beings to connect to like the seven light bodies, you know, um, where some people um, through various traumas, lifetimes, whatever, have been disconnected from various levels of their light bodies. I hope that, uh, does that kind of, <laughs> it was, I just want to make sure that I think I described that enough that you can understand and break that down. Yes, yes, definitely. So <laughs> what I'm getting from what you're saying is you're using a lot of references that kind of sound like computers to me, like you're mentioning this cloud, and I'm I'm like, I'm having all of these sort of thoughts come together in my mind, like, of course, she's talking about like the actual cloud, like where this recording is going right now is going to a cloud. But, you know, like then I can sort of break it down. I can bring it back onto a, a web page, right? Like I can open up like its own internet browser and then it can be its own thing. And so, yeah, I'm wondering if maybe we should talk a little bit about um, how a download and the cloud, these things sound very computer-like. Have you experienced those sort of things in your spiritual experiences? That kind yeah. of <clears throat> Yeah, there's been a couple, including my beyond quantum hypnosis, um, that I literally referred to it as source code. I everything that was given to me is in very technical um, things, but it's weird in the sense that I do have an understanding. There is this whole layer of mysticism to it, as well as this technical aspect of how creation works. And I thought that was very interesting. But as my husband likes to say, magic is just science that hasn't been proven or figured out yet, which is very right. Think about the thing years ago, you know, that 
like even 200 years ago, people would be like, oh, you know, that that's crazy or that's magic. How did you make that happen? And and now, you know, to what, and, and if you notice a lot of the abilities that we had as natural spiritual beings are being mimicked by technology and because we've lost them and, and we know we have this. So then we create it in a physical manifestation of technology, you know, so it's very interesting that way. Wow. Okay. So can you get a little bit more specific when you're saying that I'm thinking about the fact that we have healing modalities that rely on outside influence. So like, um, yeah, like vibration tools or like sound tools. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Um, well, yes. And you no, know, even, even like cell phones. Okay. Um, in, in times when we were really connected with our, our source in the earth, because spirit has always told me you need to have that full connection in order to be fully manifesting your full form. Um, you know, even a cell phone, because before we could just communicate in the quantum space. I do that all the time now with people <laughs> and have remembrance of it. Like I'm meeting them there to have these conversations or, you know, I can read their thoughts. So so all of that technology mimics it. But what you were saying about the vibrational frequency, I'm glad you brought that up because they have literally shown me that is the healing modalities of the future is frequency and light. And, um, but I was also told when I was sent back, you know, that um, my voice carries light codes and frequencies with intention to heal. And literally when I, I work with people, I usually have them talk first because my energy naturally reads what frequencies they need in that sense. So, you know, people I know um, that have had near-death experiences anyway, and some mystical and spiritual experiences have heard the frequencies of what we call heaven or the divine, you know, and those were healing frequencies, you know, and we, we have that ability. Um, there is software. Um, we have a mutual friend, Lena, who does bioacoustics, and it can literally read that, tell you where your issues are, even what your personality is. And so that kind of, you know, and I want to tell a weird story because this goes to what we were talking about pre-show with Lena, you know, about being in that quantum space. Lena and I had, had met to talk about this because of my voice frequencies that I was given and, and, and those techniques and things that she was guided to because of her NGE. And the interesting thing is, um, I had this, this goofy little character that came to me in 2019. And I think that's right around one of her first experiences. Um, and this is where I get about meeting in the quantum space prior. Well, this character was, was a little older Asian woman with cropped hair in and how she looked and her whole demeanor. Well, I mentioned it to Lena and she's like, Lorelai, you're never going to believe this. Look at this. And she had created a book with the same character looked exactly like her same name. And she was laughing. I'm like, spirit, there's all sorts of synchronicity. But I've heard this numerous times about people meeting either in the astral or their NDEs, because in the NDE, you're in that now space. It doesn't matter what time and space you had this NDE. And, and I've also ran into people who have had NDEs. There was one um, that I literally, I, 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 met, I met the daughter, and then I met the mother, and, and um, an incident happened where her son had an NDE. And so she's like, and she knew I had had one. She's like, please come talk to him. The next day she's like, please come back to me. She's like, I know you talked to me about integration and things that can happen. Can you please come talk to my son? So I did. And it was this weirdest moment that I went to, um, I went to hug him. I don't know why I was called to. I've never met this young man. He was only like 21 at the time. And I went to give him a big hug. And I said this phrase to him, no matter the darkness, I will find you. 
And then he said, he turned to his mother and he goes, the only reason you know her, she's here for me. This is why she is here. And all of a sudden he shook it off. He's like, what did I just say? And we're all like, you know, but the wildest thing even beyond that is um, another friend that the only other friend I've ever said that to this is where this quantum entanglement is. I had only said that to one other friend that I knew I had many lifetimes with that phrase. And I said, out of curiosity, I'm like, let me see a photo of you at that age. Because I already had a picture of the sun and um, compared them. And even his mother freaked out, could have been twins. And even my husband recognized that person's energy in that moment because he's like, wow, that was very intimate. That was very, you know, whatever. And it was. But the reason I, I'm bringing this up is because we don't realize how fluid we are through time and space. And um, so these type of moments, and I recently had one that I, I spoke to Betty about that um, there was a phrase I said to this person. 40 years ago in a quantum space that I just met now. And I said it to him and I said, I've been saying it since that literal time, like the age I was then when this incident happened for him. And so it really freaked him out, but he's like, I recognize it was the same energy. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is part of being this quantum being. And I, I think the only thing that like locks us into this time and space is our belief that this is all there is. We were meant to be this limitless being, but you have to do that expansion. And what we were talking about is, you know, healing the light channel. And, but mostly is the mind. The mind is the master of the reality. So if you, I've noticed, and I think you have through this community that um, the minute you have an awareness of something, you're able to experience it more. And that was part of the celebration of consciousness was to expand it. We have people that come to our IANS groups. They're like, oh, I've never had an experience or I had this one experience and then nothing ever happened to me. And all of a sudden they're like, boom. And they're starting to have more and more and expand their experiences. And they're like, what is this? Well, Spirit has explained it to me. It's being around those light frequencies, those, they call them codes to me, okay? Those light codes that have connected to source. We're each like a flash drive to the other. Like, here's the code, here's the code. That's why it's so important to speak your truth about what's happening to you. And because then other people can val start to validate their own. And it's like, Spirit showed me, it's like a string of lights going off mm. to expand consciousness. And it's the way they explained it to me is in order to birth what I call this new earth grid, I call it grids. Like I said, I use technical technology terms, but in order to bring that energy in, you need an expansive collective that A, is creating it and has the energy to do so. So that's my understanding of all of that. But I think it's, I mean, it's such an amazing time to be alive. My fourth death experience, I'm like, get me back in there. I've worked thousands of lifetimes to be at this point of understanding and ascension and to be able to do this and experience it. I'm not missing a thing because yeah. we are moving into a beautiful time within in the earth history. So I am so excited to be a part of it, all of it. Amazing. Yeah. Your understanding is so fluid and you talk about it like, yeah, like other people talk about recipes for food or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just like, so, <laughs> so I'm, you know, like, so you, you mentioned that, you know, some people sort of say like, oh, I've never had an experience. And then once they sort of get around a different group of people, they start to experience things. And you talked a lot about sort of like coming to a level of awareness right you talked about like cleaning the 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 knob or that's how I I right yeah well 
Okay, because of my healing ministry and just some of the things that come up, I've kind of gotten the nickname Spiritual Roto-Rooter. Because <laughs> they show it to me like sludge, and they literally, it's a visualization, but they show me the big old, you know, uh, drain uh, um, um, saw type thing that 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 routes out drains because you know it's clearing that energetic channel. So I laugh because my friend's like, "You need a truck that says one eight hundred. You need a jingle." <laughs> I'm like, "Don't go there. Don't go there." <laughs> so, okay. So on that note, then, how would you? What would you say to people who maybe haven't had like profound spiritual experiences? Do they have access to this information? Do they have access to spiritual experiences? What do you think are some of the tools that somebody who hasn't had maybe a connection to oneness, a near-death experience, a spiritual experience, what can like somebody else do to come into this kind of awareness? What spirit has showed me time and time and again, two things. One, go within, sit with yourself, be honest with your thoughts, be honest with your experiences, learn thyself. Two, connect with nature as much as possible, sit within it make it sacred, and value that connection. Those are the two things that will get you started in connecting to those energies. Because from my work that I do and what I've seen, I've literally seen the divine portal. It is a portal. It's almost like a fiber optic cable to source if you want to go technical, okay? But I've seen it within people when I when I do these things. Like sometimes it'll look like a whole galaxy they have created. Sometimes it's a star, a nebula, the sun, suns. I, I've seen all different things. And it's usually like right below the heart chakra. You know, their portal is there. And, and, and that's the space. That is the divine temple within you. So when you start to sit, meditate, whatever works for you, just sitting in nature even, just that authenticity of being your complete divine self, no matter, like locking out all that outside noise of what people have expectations or demand of you to be, look who you are and be authentic in that energy. They have stressed that to me so many times. This will get you on the course to that expansion because um, those are the most natural energies, natural codes that have not been corrupted, so to speak, um, you know, by, you know, some of the chaos and the things that we have created. So that is the direct line to get you to that source energy. And from there, it's just validating and accepting and talking to others who are, as you start to have those experiences, because they will expand into those experiences. If you can let go, that's the kind of like the third thing is the mind constructs. If you believe there are any blocks or anything is not possible, it's not going to be available to you. You, you need to, um, I found letting go of some of that, you know, and I think the biggest thing Betty and I have learned, I think of this is look for the synchronicities because within that you will find the divinity. Mm. There's no such thing as coincidence ever. It's divine energy moving for you and through you. Mm -hmm. That that's my understanding of it. Yes, it's uh, well. You were about to maybe. Well, yeah. I'm wondering if you can expound on something some more because this is what's coming to me. But I know that you've done some webinars about the power of our words, mm -hmm. and it almost said like what you were just saying. You know, like you have to believe in something. And I'm wondering if you can maybe talk a little bit about how powerful our words are in creating experiences like this. So if I say out loud, like, I don't have spiritual experiences, cancel clearly, then the, yes. universe, the universe says, okay, you don't, right? Can you talk? Mm -hmm, about exactly. That? Well, <clears throat> from my understanding, okay, and, and I, I've told many people, you know, talk to your guides. 
Um, when we don't acknowledge the divinity and these codes around us, we are closing ourselves off to the potentialities. To, from what they've shown me, the only thing that exists is the void of potentiality. That's in that now moment where everything is created and everything can exist from. Um, so the only thing that like makes you disbelieve is the fact that you're holding on to this linear time concept, right? So part of it is, you know, because it's like, oh, you're not believing hard enough. No, I'm not going to be one of those spiritual teachers that say that because that's just that's the yeah. in the sense not not I don't want to call it but there is a level of belief but it's also um kind of like uh, how do you put that um because you can believe as hard as you want to in the sense of this could happen but you have to go back to that core root of who you are that's the learning of self because you're not going to manifest anything from what I've seen in my experiences and working with people as well if you haven't gone back to that root, that that self, know thyself, right? So it's like, oh, I really believe this is going to happen. And I've been there myself, so I'm saying this, like, oh, I'm going to win the lottery. Well, no, because the point that we mistake in trying to manifest anything is we're putting parameters on it. Um, my guides and my healing partners guides have been very clear about this. You can't say, oh, I need a new car. It's not going to happen. But you say, I need something with wheels. I need to get to point B to point A, very specific of going to these places. Um, or like, I need shelter and it, it needs to have water and electricity. Not, I want a house in Malibu. You know, um, it, it's very specific in what your needs are not what um, the actual item is. Because we pull things all the time from that astral space of creation. I call it astral. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But that other level where creation takes place um, is how we pull things into physicality. We create them there first in that quantum now moment that I told you I speak to people with and within. And it trickles down as we pull that energy. There are some people that actually believe that that is where um, the pyramids came from, even like they were brought down. That's why we can't explain them. And I've had family members bring some larger things in, but they were a mirrored copy of it. So that was really weird. Like even the numbers were backwards. <laughs> but my 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 thing is with that uh, manifestation is, yeah, you need to break down the words um, of what you need as far as, like I said, describe it. Don't, don't, you know, like these vision boards, they want you to put a picture. This is what it looks like. Then you are cutting off thousands of boxes of potentiality to get there. If you're saying, I want uh, a truck with, with, you know, a Hemi and it's this and it's red or, or whatever it is, how we like to do that, right? You're cutting off all the potentiality that spirit has to move something into your reality that you are actually looking for. So I've gotten very good at saying those things in a manner that aligns with how spirit breaks it down. Um, you know, I always say spirit's like the gin. You have to give the specifics. <laughs> but I hope that um, I hope that makes sense. I think I described it in in a sense. Oh, as far as the, everything started as a divine thought form, right? So. 
but how we communicate the frequency it has nothing really to do with the words. It's the frequency we, we assign to those words and the light code that we're putting out. So that's why I don't use certain words just because of the energy that's already put into that word. Like I avoid the word mourning because that literally, um, if you look at the root thing was to mourn the day as in the death of a new day instead of the birth. So I always say good day, bless things like that. Um, and I'm not saying to be paranoid of words, but it helps put me in that more um, higher frequency when I choose certain words. And people have said, you know, like, why does she stop? And, you know, it's almost like, why is she stopping to speak something? Because I'm being very mindful of the words I'm speaking into existence. So that's kind of why sometimes I'll stop or look. I'm like, what are they trying to show me? What's the right words to use that has the right energy frequency? see when I'm speaking it because we don't realize we're reading energy all the time. These words are nothing. It's the frequency you're reading of those words, how you, even like when you meet somebody, you're like, oh, they seem nice, but energetically that, that doesn't feel right because that they're wearing that mask. Their energy doesn't match their words in that frequency because they're trying to be nice, but they're not maybe not having nice thoughts you know, it's that misalignment. And that's where the authenticity comes from. If you're speaking from your loving heart space to create, you're going to manifest it because you're being authentic. This is really something you want, you need. So a lot of this has to do with those alignments, you know, the thoughts, the type of words that you use and the energetic heart space that you're coming from for all of that to play out. I, yeah, I, I love that. I definitely agree. And I think that it's a practice. You know, if you're used to doing things one way, it's going to take time to start to transform it to do things a different way. So, you know, like when I first came into spiritual awareness, I was confused. I thought that I had to change everything about myself and like flip a switch and that was going to be it. Right. And so then I developed a real healthy spiritual ego. Because I just said like, oh, well, I don't recognize any of my darkness from before. I'm this enlightened being and that's who I am now. And that's my life. But in reality, I really had to transmute a lot of who I was before. I had to start to, to reprogram old behaviors. Again, more computer talk, right? You know, like when I think of myself as a computer, you know, like I can keep the structure, but like everything inside of me needs to be wiped clean and rebooted. And so that's what my experience was like spiritually. And you talked a little bit sort of about um, that some things being predestined. That's what I heard from what you were saying anyway. Do you believe that our lives are predestined? Mm. Well, yes and no. See, like where I see it from the void of creation, it's already created, right? But it's not here and that doesn't mean that it's there's lack of free will. There's just certain parameters that we have that like I want to be, you know, grow up in the Midwest with, you know, such such a parents. And these are the parameters I I set for my programming and how it's going to evolve and expand, and the challenge of expanding beyond that, right? Because we, from my understanding, we come here for these experiences. And this understanding, like, and and you know, some of us come here to be teachers and healers and whatever life path we've chosen. Some even warriors, because um, 
And they told me the majority of the souls that came here, like there's a lot of really ancient souls here. And they came here to be transmuters. Because if you think about it, and even some of the older uh, spiritual teachings were like, ground, 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 shove all, all your negative energy into the earth to be transmuted. Well, the earth can only transmute so much, right? So a lot of us came here to like help earth cleanse that because it she is a living being as well. She is a soul. Everything is part of the divinity to me. This is what I was shown. So I was even shown in, I've talked about this, um, you know, with my healing partner, but that like earth is like the seed planet, so to speak, the base, that was the caterpillar analogy they were trying to give me that everything here is like the... I don't want to say base because that seems demeaning, but like the first incarnation of these beings, you know, from the, even from the water to the trees. And as you go up in frequencies, each of these evolve. Right. And so that's where we get like the mantis beings people relate to or the dog beings, you know, or the feline beings. I mean, everything here has a higher elevation. You know, um, you know, they say, oh, Jesus, Yeshua, to some people has a flaming lion head to some people. Metatron is this crab like person and there are crab like beings. You know, we take on all these forms, they're evolutionary. So that's why earth is so protected. People are like, why haven't this or that happened to earth? We should have happened this by now. It's because this is where each life form kind of starts like the nursery, <laughs> you know, in that sense, in the physical sense, you know, spiritually, we're like, you always talk about, we're all in a classroom here going, how are we creating this? What are we creating today? You know, but um, for the physical matter portion, this is like the DNA, the, the starting point of these evolutionary beings. So Earth is very protected that way. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah, I think, I think maybe the way that I feel this conversation is going, I'm curious. I, well, I know this about you personally because we're <laughs> friends, but you have a very spiritual family. And so mm -hmm. I've asked you this before in interviews, but I'm going to ask you again. So because you're so surrounded by other people who have spiritual gifts, what is it like for you to integrate into the regular world? <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time you asked me this. And then the very next day I had this whole experience like this. And it's happened sometimes because my, my family, you know, because they are so spiritual and empathic, they pick up too much. So sometimes it is difficult to go and busier places. And, um, but a friend of mine from back home in Wisconsin came down to meet us. And uh, so we each drew, drove halfway and met, well, we were supposed to go to this huge park, you know, so we would have plenty of space and connect and feel okay. Right. Well, of course, spirit, nope, it started downpouring. So we had to sit in this little bitty, um, restaurant. We went to a raising canes. So here's me, my husband, and two of my daughters. My husband, uh, my son doesn't go out very much for those connective reasons. And um, meeting with my friend and her mother. And this is the funny part. Two of my best friends from back home used to always say, oh, here's our crazy friend. She's really cool, but you may not get her at first. Well, so this was one of those friends. And she's like, and both of them have told me, did you love? We had all these spiritual awakenings. You know, they're into crystals, Reiki, and everything else now when they were like, <laughs> devout Christians and not to say there's anything wrong with that I just say they've expanded they're still Christians you know but they've expanded their 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 spiritual sphere anyway so we started having all these spiritual conversations and like about what I'm doing now with IANS and everything else and like my life has completely changed since I've gotten here 
And, but it was just interesting because there was all these people like trying to like lean in and there were certain ones that like would literally do this huge boundary just to not walk around you, you know, and other ones were like, what are you talking about? Or they'd stand there and you could just see them going, wow. And we weren't sure, you know, it was funny because once you get talking about that, you know, here's her mother, a, a devout Italian Catholic, you know, telling her experiences and, and validating my daughter's experience and just all these things, you know, we have all of these, this you know, we have this fear of judgment that we don't put them out. I have not met one person, honestly, once they've met me, who hasn't had an experience. They come out, they're like, you know, and, and they'll come out and tell me they may not want to tell things publicly. But so I don't want anybody to think that they're alone because I have not met a single person yet. They may, they just don't always recognize that they've had this experience. Everyone has these experiences because we are these divine beings. So, but yeah, going out is kind of interesting or I'll get, I've had many weird experiences of like time shifts or even what we call you and I like running into a, a, an angel being just almost like testing or seeing if you've learned this lesson where all of a sudden, like, like I paid for this veterans food bill and, and he was so thankful. And I'm like, and I was called to say these two words, like I get these weird words that spirit gives me. And I'm, I'm like, just remember you are loved and carry that love forward. But it was really weird because out in the parking lot, this gentleman's to me, it was like this weird time freeze moment. And he's like, thank you for what you did. And some, he said something weird to me and it was almost like we were both channeling. We were in this moment. I can't exactly remember the words, but they weren't something two strangers should ever be saying to each other. You know what I mean? You know, those divine moments, right? Mm-hmm. And and so um, so th- that's the kind of things I come out with or all of a sudden I'll have a feeling. and And can I share one more of a moment like that? Um, I, there was this young man and he was checking me out from my favorite store and, and the manager was very spiritually aware. Right. So we'd have these long talks. She'd wait for me to come in each month. Cause I like to only go out once a month. And, um, well, there was this kid, he was new. I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't know what it was, but I'm like, he reminded me of my son. And he said he was fairly new and he was checking me all my pro stuff out and he was doing it so nice. And he, he was so thoughtful, but you could tell he was kind of nervous. And I said something about, I'm going to, um, Chinese food place, you know, it, it's right down the line. It's like a strip mall place. And, and I jokingly said something to him. I'm like, well, what would you have for lunch? And he told me, and so I went and got it for him and I brought it back for, and cause he said he was getting off. And I'm like, I'll be done about one 30. He didn't think I'd come back. And, and, and I brought it and, and I said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I'm like, you're really touching people. I know you think you're just Right. And then months later, he happened to finally run into me again at when I was talking to the said manager. And he's like, Can I hug you? What is your name? He's like, You don't know what you did for me. And I I found out that like he um, you know, this is the first time that he has stepped out of being in his home. Um, they had gotten some inheritance, they didn't need to go out or do a job, but he wanted to connect with people. Um, because he stayed with his mom because his, his brother had gotten in an accident and, and was killed. And so this is the first time he really stepped out publicly to do anything. And I was like one of the first people he met and, you know, gave him that assurance. This is how spirit moves through us. And I knew that day. I'm like, I'm supposed to go to this store. Why am I supposed to go to this store? Why am I, supposed? you know, we don't realize how spirit moves through us or why we're called to do different things. And I just wanted to bring that forward, you know, that, these are divine moments. These are spiritually transformative moments. You might see them only as a random act of kindness, but I was told by spirit that literally I have this fully open third eye so I can be in the right place, the right time through all time. 
or different souls like that. And that's what we do. And I, I don't think people realize how much that is divinely guided. These random acts of kindness and things are, are truly for spiritual development. Wow. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That just like lit me up so, so brightly. Uh, trust me, me too. It was a moment for both of us. You know, we're never doing, you know, I volunteer to be of service and, and I'm not wanting accolades for these kindnesses. I am just saying like, I was so heavily called, I couldn't ignore it. Like one of these things, you know, the show manifests. I have to laugh because a friend kept saying, oh, watch the show. I'm like, why? Whatever. He's like, you'll get it. And, you know, sometimes those callings are pretty strong. It's like now do it now. Oh, can I mention this? Because this is a big thing. Spirit keeps telling me is. And I had another person validate this as well of. Um, they give you these little moments to listen, because going forward, you need to listen in a heartbeat, have complete trust for this so-called this this team that is leading you through this experience and, and it's going to matter you need to trust them and act on a moment's notice and so they build these incidents of trust and in, in these movements so that you you know you're divinely guided um you know like uh like don't go to the store today you know and you hear it in your mind and you're like whatever you know these are things you need to learn to trust that divine gps because they are always trying to keep you on the path and the purpose that you chose. That is their job. We need to do ours. <laughs> How can you discern between the voices? How can you discern between what is spiritual guidance and what might be your ego talking to you? Okay. Well, there's two things I think for that is, okay, ask yourself, is it a loving thought? Is this loving of myself or others? If it's not, it's not from spirit. Spirit comes from unconditional love. That's my first one. And as you learn to discern and just feel those energies, you will know that energy. Um, we're all energetic beings and we, and we have kind of like this divine antenna, this discernment that comes with our biological being. Um, so if something doesn't feel right, don't question that. Like if you get a voice and it just doesn't feel right to you and it doesn't seem loving, dispel it out loud. That has completely changed a lot of my loved ones in that sense, you know, where they it would develop into depression if they didn't, you know, that that back ego talk or or those. I call them actually like individualized leftover thought forms that can keep feeding at you that stuff. They're they're everywhere in this reality. Um, so what spirit has told me is kind of be mindful of your frequency, like what thought forms you're allowing. And that's that whole going back to learning self. Because when you know self, you know that frequency, you know what feels right to you. But if you're always running and connecting with people and places and worrying about your job and it's that never slowing down enough to look at self you're not going to know that frequency it's kind of going to be like you're listening to a country station and all of a sudden you know this, this metal rock comes through and you're like what the heck you know how it's cutting it's, and that's kind of how you feel you're like driving down the road and you get blindsided by these thoughts like where the heck do those come from because they're they're always around but it, it's whether or not you engage they tell me you know detach from that if it's not if it doesn't seem right for you don't even worry about oh why i think that just literally let it flow through you it's not meant for you and and i think sometimes we we too much attach to these it's so easier in this denser reality to believe these lower frequency thoughts than it is like you're amazing you're this divine creation and you know one's the truth one not so much 
but you get to choose. So which would you rather listen to? You know, you don't have to believe my story or what, what I what I say out into the world. But think about it. I'm only preaching unconditional love that never harmed anyone. So which do you want to be in the universe? That's your choice. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think that collectively, you know, uh, the we've been taught to believe the sort of more condemning voice, the judging voice. And yeah, coming into spiritual awareness or just making a choice to be a better person than I was yesterday. You know, like each day I have to just make that choice. And, and I don't have to change my whole life, right? I don't have to say like, I'm no. never going to judge or gossip ever again. All I can <laughs> Like for me, you know, just for today, I'm going to try to live my life by spiritual principles. And if I mess up throughout the day, it's okay. I have tomorrow to try again, you know, but and that's literally what you sui reiki. That's one of his things just for today. I will do this just for today. Yeah. I'll try to be a better person. And that is so true. And they say, you know, spirit is always somebody like literally set that as you're waking up. It's so important to be like, today is going to be a good day. Today's going to be my best day ever. If you forget, okay, do it halfway through the day. But just that assertion alone puts that action step into the universe. Action steps are so important. That was the other thing I want to touch base on. And you and I talk about is, you know, you can't say I want X, Y, Z and just sit there and, oh, it's going to happen for me. You know, let's, like for me, it was manifesting a cat. Well, if I didn't open the door in the middle of the night, I went to find the cat, you know, like you have to take these action steps into the world. Um, you know, like I'm going to get a new job. It might not be my favorite job, but I know it's going to lead me to where I'm supposed to be tomorrow. You know, all of those things are action steps because the spirit just wants to see that you're taking action. Like I'm going to take that job. Okay. Well, you already agreed into the world to take a job. So then it's going to bring you that job you want. But before that, you were like, oh, there's nothing that fits. I don't want to do this. You know, nothing's worked out before. <laughs> you know, we all get in those slumps like, oh, I've tried this. I've tried that. You know, I'll get people to come to me like, I went to all these gurus. I tried this. I tried that. You know, but what are you really feeding your mind? You're already going into it going like, this one's just going to be another one that's going to talk at me. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, where's your mindset? You know, we have to take responsibility and accountability. Those are the other three things responsibility, accountability, and, um, okay, now I lost that, but, <laughs> but they say, oh, and sovereignty, excuse me, because, you know, in my experience, we are literally creating individual timelines. I just, I explained it to people like, you know, the color forms where they have this whole landscape, but you could put all these things and make it different. You stick on things and you'd make a whole new landscape. Well, we agreed on the earth landscape, the parameters, that energetic agreement, right? But what you do with it, whether you wear a pink shirt and somebody sees it as yellow, is completely up to you. You know, so you're, you're creating your own timeline and these energetic agreements just weave in and out. You know, and that's why, like a lot of, I feel end of years. The more I talk to them, we have a lot of uh, Mandela effect because I experienced this timeline a different way, or I was in a different timeline. Now I'm in, you know, I made a different choice, so now I'm in this one. Because what I was shown in an experience is this whole, and that's probably why I talk about things in more technical terms, is that this whole blue light grid, and there was versions of me on each of these intersections going out infinitely experiencing different fractalizations of the same soul. Yes. And so to me, we're always weaving that. And so um, your choices, they've shown me quite literally in some instances, it's like a choose your adventure book. Like they'll show me, oh, you didn't choose this, but it'll still play out like a ghosting. And, and me and my daughter have seen them together. Like 
seen it like play out, even though we're not experiencing. And, um, and they were like, you're always doing this. You just don't realize it, that you're picking these boxes, the potentiality, like I'm choosing this today. I'm choosing, we don't realize everything is something we're picking. Yeah. You know, like when you go to the store, I'm going to make a recipe. So I want, I want these kind of beans and this kind of beans. Yeah. You know, we're always doing that for our experience. Yes. Yeah. I had a very similar experience with, with seeing all of the alternate realities that were taking place at the exact same time. And there's some movies coming out in the collective right now also showing that. So the screenwriter of that movie might've had an experience like that. This is a philosophy, you know, and yeah, I definitely identify with all of that so much. One, I, I think another thing that's coming up for me while we're talking is when when you're talking about your guidance, you're saying they. Is there any particular way that you can explain who they are? Okay. <clears throat> From my understanding and what I was shown, is there literally higher aspects that have already expanded that army? So when I say they, it's my soul cloud, my soul collective. Um and, you know, the, the one I'm really working with now that has come to me and saying, you asked for this. These are the powers you wish you had, <laughs> you know, like you wanted back to, to, to do this is Sabrina. She was one of the original grid architects. She said there's a violet grid coming into place that that's what we're here lighting up. Violet is the healing energy. We are healing the earth grid. That's where we're stepping into. And um, so a lot of and she, I believe, is the one who uses all these computer terms because she literally, yeah. So that's that's her aspect. And um, I have a Lemurian priestess aspect. I, you know, and, and Makapichu, I was also a priestess. I have been a priestess. And now on this slide, when I came back from my seven-year-old near-death experience, I literally told my mom I want to be a priest. And she's like, well, not, they don't allow that in our religion. I'm like, well, then that's not my religion. I said, nature's my church. And I'm. this is how I'm living my life. I literally told her that at like, seven, eight years old, right? So anyway, so it's interesting that now I'm a priestess in this life, you know, but, um, and my family name, see, this is kind of where words play in. My family name means, as far as my mother's native name, and that's the lineage they told me it's coming through, my ability to do these things was called, it means preacher or churchman. <laughs> and I was literally shown that I am kind of balancing some of this stuff energetically from teaching so many religious very strict things because you know it literally did construct the the mind construct that you know needs to be kind of switched over now in order to like i always say eden has been here all along if you want to use biblical terms it really has been it's just the matching that frequency it's always been here it didn't go anywhere we did as far as frequency wise by our choices once we gained that free will Yes, I agree with that as well. And yeah, I, I've mentioned I study A Course in Miracles. And the way that I perceive the information in that book is saying exactly that, that Eden is here. Heaven is here. You know, like it hasn't gone anywhere. There's nowhere to go to. We're not going back to heaven. Heaven is here. Uh, we're, we're just realigning with that frequency. And that's the work a lot of us came to manifest within this physical. Yeah. Yeah, removing the blocks to love and awareness. And yeah, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, it, it can be challenging at times, but for me, it's so rewarding. Like it, it almost feels like there's these wet blankets all over my skin. And I get to slowly remove one at a time. And for me, you know, I do that with the help of community. And I'm wondering, 
has community played a part in your integration process? Yes. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to, you know, it's really weird the different people that have come through my path through the years are validated. Like, um, but before I found like this community, um, like a few years before I moved to Missouri, when I was in Wisconsin, um, two different spiritual aspects came into my life. There was the Bikers for Christ, and they really supported and helped us in so many ways. That is a beautiful organization. So I just want to give them a shout out. And then there was these really young um, people that were like uh, 20, 21, 22 to 25, young married couples that were Jehovah Witnesses. And there was two two friends that were each married, and, and they came to speak with us and they would spend time with us. And um, it was interesting because I would talk about my near-death experiences and they would be able to pinpoint everything in the Bible that literally validated the things I had experienced. And so that was like, whoa, okay. You know, um, and and the fact that they didn't judge it, you know, like everybody makes fun sometimes of the Jehovah's and they were the most open to anything I had to say, you know. Um, so that was interesting because I had gone to other retreats and things that were religious just because people would invite and they were like the devil, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go there, but yeah, they were, you know, so to have that was good. And then once I moved here, um, I just kind of started to expand and then, yeah, I found, um, Ned, um, Ned's, uh, Facebook group, which was for near death experiencers. It's one of the larger ones on Facebook and he runs it very beautiful because he keeps it in a spiritual aspect, but he still lets you have your voice. And through there, I found I am, um, because Ned, you know, he, he, he is very good about allowing all of that stuff. And here I am. <laughs> so once I found IANS, I expanded and became part of the community and a volunteer and, you know, all the things I do for IANS. So yeah, I, but going to those sharing groups, you know, mostly like I started going just to like help support others, but through it, you know, it gave me so much understanding of, you know, my own experiences and how, how I was even, even my perception of them, like, oh, wow. Okay. Well that, that, you know, and then it would get these huge downloads of, okay. And then like it would flash and play out. Cause I see the Akashic. So then it would all play out for me. I was like, oh, wow. You know, so it triggered by going to these, it triggers a lot of the remembrance of these NDEs, you know, and my spiritually transformative events. So you know, I was so thankful for it. That's why I volunteer and give back to the community because it it really helped in the integration processes. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate for service to community as well. Like for me, it, it's given me such a foundation, such a voice. And yeah, you know, like you shared about validating each other's experiences, you know, and that's what I get out of being part of community and putting myself in these different situations where we can have a conversation like this today and maybe somebody's listening and they're like, okay, these girls are talking about exactly what I see, you know, I love that you talked about the grid. And I, I will say that after my experience, I mean, it was just so, it, it was all I could see. The whole sky yep. was just this giant grid. And I love that you talked about it turning violet because I remember seeing pieces of the grid kind of broken and like the blue would turn purple and you just validated that for me. That oh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's the work Sabrina says is going on right now is yeah. that healing and turning the whole grid violet. So, that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and nothing that we said made any sense. Please keep tuning in and listening. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You, you know, 
expanding our awareness and having these spiritual experiences is that it's ever, ever expanding, you know? And the one thing I wanted to put in that you reminded me of with that is they said it builds that spiritual confidence. And that confidence is very important about manifesting the next stage of your spiritual expansion. So, so that's why, you know, I just can't stress enough to connect with anybody that resonates with you. And you may outgrow that resonance. Just keep walking the ladder. I was shown it's the ladder. We're always giving a hand back and forward. And literally that's how our energy and soul growth works too, is seven lines backwards, seven forwards. So it, it's all a lot of symbolism, but we are always moving each other forward. Wow, I love that you said that, you know, because in my human life, I'm thinking like, oh, I can't let go of people, you know, because like, who am I to think that I can let go of somebody? But as I evolve, people start to fade away out of my life, you know, like they serve <laughs> purpose, and then I grow and they grow on their own in their own space. And um, I love that you just said that because I don't have to be tethered to things that maybe don't serve me anymore. I can let go and continue to expand. They literally gave you more codes is what I call it. Like sometimes we literally plan these meetings, even like a, a weird smile and, and this weird thing when you're passing somebody on the street and you feel this weird, you're just literally passing codes. I'm not joking when I say that. I've seen it literally. It's it's amazing. I have felt it. Yes, I totally. That's amazing. So yeah, I think maybe we'll start winding down our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely, I, I are you open to people reaching out to you? Oh, of course. Yes. If, if anything I say resonates or you just want clarification or just to learn more about what we're doing with this earth grid and, or even the celebration of consciousness, you know, um, that we're expanding on, feel free to reach out. Whatever. I'm happy to talk with anyone. Yeah. We're going to add a bunch of links in the, <laughs> in the, in the chat so that, so that people can get a hold of you. And, um, yeah, I'm so grateful. I don't know if I mentioned it at the beginning. Let me mention it again. But Lorelai will definitely be co-hosting some of the episodes of the podcast with me. So this was our opportunity for the audience to get to know her as an individual, some of her spiritual experiences, some of her spiritual knowledge. And um, I am so grateful for our our relationship that we have with each other in my life. I mean, so am I. Me so much. You've given me so much strength and encouragement and. Yeah, I'm so grateful that we could be that for each other. Um, and we had that agreement. I was sure we had that agreement for this life. So. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, Lorelai and I met in the IONS sharing groups. So if anybody's interested in finding members of their soul family, I'm just going to advocate for our sharing groups one more time <laughs> and say that. You know, like this is a community of people that, you know, support each other in, you know, integrating our spiritual experiences, even if you haven't had a spiritual experience, but you're interested in the subject matter, come and chill with us, hang out with us, chat with us, you know, like um, we're trying, you know, like I think the purpose of this podcast and the purpose of expanding community is to make the paranormal normal, to make the extraordinary ordinary and, you know, to make the divine digestible, like that is what comes to me when I think about what we're doing. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me. And thank you for being my first guest on this podcast. Totally. I'm amazing. honored. And, and I think it's a good way to kick it off because we're talking about expansion and why we're explore the extraordinary. <laughs> is there anything that else that you feel like you need to say to feel more complete before we finish? Um, just that two things, 
don't let anybody tell you your story, even me. You're creating it. You are free to make those choices beyond expectations or responsibility. Your responsibility is to create your best life and keep moving forward, no matter who that means is going to fall off your radar, because that happens. I literally always say, spirit, remove anything that is not for my highest good. And, and you'll notice what falls away. So, you know, just be confident, authentic, and live your truth the best way you know how. That's all you need to do. We're going to make mistakes. We're literally living in a Fibonacci spiral of revisiting everything to heal over and over of things. No one is ever going to be completely enlightened or completely healed as a human physical manifestation. I, I, I just, that's my thought form. I'm not claiming it for you, but I mean, we are here to grow or we wouldn't be in the physical. Nice. Thank Otherwise you. we'd be fully ascended and off in the galaxy again. Yes, <laughs> well, we, well, parts of us are obviously, but <laughs> this human story has to expand and, 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 and have some more experiences. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be on earth at the same time as you. Thank Did you it. again for being here and we'll see everybody next time. Be wavy. <laughs> Much love.